0: Man, what's going on? This is your boy, D. Johnson, on the mic for Talk That-ish. Sorry, y'all. I got to take a little sauce off my usual entrance because I am not in Atlanta this week. I'm actually home, back home in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, where it is cold outside. It's really cold. It's a different type of cold, actually. And, like... It's cold, and I, I guess I credit this to the fact I've gotten used to the South. So, things are <laughs> much more amplified. But today's topic, I'm gonna try to release two two um, podcasts for you today. I'm talking about a little NBA a little later. I know that I've been behind on that, but I looked at some college football the last couple of days, and um, I looked at college football the last couple of days. So um, obviously, this end of the season is near. This is uh, robbery week. Um, and there's, I guess, there's supposed to be a a lot of excitement to talk about, but I think I'm gonna use the microwave analogy of uh, what I think of football. You know, football season, especially more specifically college, because it's been the same teams, with the exception of like maybe a fourth uh, seed that's been um, rotated in and out, has been the same. Um, you know, essentially, we know Alabama's gonna be there essentially Georgia we know they're going to be there um <clears throat> and then it's always a rotation between you know or because let me stop being disrespectful we know that Clemson is also going to be there over the last couple of years but essentially you know there's always that fourth you know ranked team that kind of slips in and out between like Ohio State or Oklahoma and this year's Notre Dame here's my problem with college football college football has become so predictable because the playoff system that they have is very messed up. It's messed up for a multitude of reasons. Um, I think that the four, the four, the four-team system eventually needs to move to eight. Um, reason being is because you need to give teams like UCF, you need to give teams that lose one game here and there, but because they're in a weaker conference, they can't move back into the you know top four and they're getting punished. I think that it will validate um, somebody. And then you have those people who are like, whoa, there's always going to be that one team that's upset that they didn't get in. Well, look, if there are eight teams, I think there is more legitimacy. Um, I think that, that um, there'll be more reward for the middle-tier conferences Um, that aren't there, like the American Association uh, Conference, the Mountain West, whatever. If you're winning your games, then you should be in the the playoffs. Um, The first four teams will just get a first week by pretty much. And then, you know, uh, how it will work to me is the teams that are in the from from uh, five to eight will play, uh, you know, I think 7th and 8th seed will go to the whoever the 5th and 6th seed home stadium is. And they will play uh, to be in the, um, uh, go to the next round. And then 1 and 2 seed uh, will get another. But well, pretty much, they'll have a two-week buy pretty much. Uh, so the 1st and 2nd seeds will kind of sit back for two weeks. They get a chill. They don't have to do any buy until they get to like the Rose Bowl or, or the Cotton Bowl, whatever rotation schedule it is. And then they'll play. And then they'll have they'll play two games, and they'll have the advantage of kind of sitting back and watching. That's 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 the benefit of doing it. But you got to add some parity because I'm looking at these games. I, I looked at the um, at the Auburn and Alabama game. Now Alabama's just been Alabama for the last seven years, I think, since Urban Myers has been there. I think, I, honestly, no more than that. Urban, uh, excuse me, not Urban Myers. Uh, Nick Saban has been at Alabama for now since what 2007, 2006. He's been there for 12 years or something like that. And ever since then, he's he's won so much that he's made college football a complete snooze fest because it is. Um, I mean, there. if I had to put use the microwave metaphor, I would say that, like, we just put them in the oven and, it's, and you know, I can eat off that plate. That plate's pretty hot. That plate's been hot. That's a nice uh, reheated steak that I have left uh, in the refrigerator for one day and I'm putting it back um, in the microwave um, To reheat it And it, the flavor's still there um, The um, You know The running attack The wide receivers All the juices are Flowing out of it um, This season correctly With uh, With the right quarterback With the right coach Is always going to be good So they're a stake Pretty much When it comes to them Coming out of the microwave um, Auburn in this game Had no chance I mean Gus Malzahn For the most part Hung in there for the first half um, Kept the game pretty close, but ultimately, I mean, Tua is your Heisman Trophy winner, in my opinion, this year. Um, he's the clear-cut winner, but I also think that they should take a look at this kid from Ohio State, um, who's having a heck of a year up there, and the fact that they were able to... And I'm a, I'm a huge Michigan fan, so it was upsetting watching that game, but they put 62 points on Michigan's head, and... Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ESPN as I'm talking to you guys. Dwayne Haskins has 3,685 yards and 36 touchdowns. He has passed Drew Brees' record this year for touchdowns in a single season. That's a remarkable feat. And you got to, I guess, if you're the Heisman committee, you got to give some credit. But my, my problem with Ohio State is what will they, what will they be outside of the Big 12? What will Ohio State be out of the Big 12? Because this is set for them to, to be the fourth seed, in my opinion, um, if they went out against Notre Dame, excuse me, Notre Dame, Northwestern in impressive fashion. But it's going to be interesting to see what the committee does, considering they took a bad loss to Purdue. But this is what I'm saying. The parody is gone in the, in college football. Like honestly, I don't even look at college football anymore. Like it comes on, I might look at week one, just to kind of see, you know, get familiar with the names. I'll check in in the midseason, and then I'll look at like accounts like Funny Man and um, <laughs> and uh, the SEC channel, uh, Family Channel, or SEC Network channel with uh, parodies of like the teams and how they're doing. That entertain me. Then watch, sit down and actually watch a game. Um, Because it's just I mean, it's the same characters at the end. It's like it's like, you know, it's like the NBA how it's been for the last four years of Golden State and Cleveland when LeBron was there. It's the same teams and it's no parody anymore because, you know, that Alabama is going to either be contending or they're going to be winning the championship that year. And it's 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 pretty interesting. I mean, now every now and then you have a Clemson, you have a uh, Georgia that comes along and um, and. It, it, you know, they'll, they're able to kind of get over the Alabama hump and knock them off. But it's just I think that, that teams, this this playoff system has got to eventually move to an eight-game series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where you have eight teams or ten teams or however you want to do. They got to ex- figure something on how to expand the playoffs. Because if, you know, you're getting the same, you know, audience there and you're kind of, you know, not looking at the UCFs and... uh you're not giving credit in the benefit of the doubts to uh, teams like. Uh, let me go. Let me go down here. Let's see it was. Okay, you have Notre Dame at number three. You have Alabama at number one. Uh, Michigan is obviously going to drop from number four. Let's see how far they drop. LSU, um, even though they're not going to, you know. Um, even though they're not going to win their division. I still didn't thought that they played really well this year, and I was really happy with what they did. They beat Texas A and M today. Um, I think they should be uh, they should be arguably, you know, given another chance because this is all about solidifying the best team um, in college football, and I don't think that the best team is always there. Hence. <laughs> Uh, the Ohio State game last year, Ohio State had no business being there. And in my opinion, Notre Dame has no business being there. And this is no offense to any Notre Dame fans, but who has Notre Dame played? Who has Notre Dame beat? I, when you look at the ACC, they scheduled the most weakest ACC schedule I've seen. You've scheduled Boston College, I believe. I mean, they're not a slack over, but they're definitely not able to challenge a Notre Dame team. Uh, you schedule a Virginia Tech team that looked very suspect for the most part. They're going, they're sitting at five and six. They were four and six at the time. Pretty much rebuilding year for uh, Virginia Tech. They have a lot of freshmen on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and you scheduled a um, a Wake Forest team who's, you know, they're more of a basketball school than a than a football school in my humble opinion. Um, they had a breakout year every blue moon, but it hasn't been enough for them to be considered a football powerhouse. So who has Notre Dame played to be considered the number three seed in the playoffs so far? And, and not to mention they play USC tonight and if they beat USC, they have no conference championship, So they don't have uh, anything to really stop them from being in the playoffs And then you're in the playoff against three other legitimate contenders. Let's say Clemson wins out. They're a legitimate team under Dabo Sweeney and that crew. Um, Let's say Alabama takes care of Georgia. Uh, Nick Saban has been doing this. He's lived in the national championship the last 12, 11, 10 years, however long he's been doing this. And you and the last time that Notre Dame played Alabama, they got 42 put on their head in 2012. It was 42 to 14. That was a snooze fest and it wasn't fair to the fans because we felt like, "Oh man, there was that wasn't the team that should have been facing Alabama." And I think we're doing this all over again because the whole playoff system is determining on your the strength of schedule and your quality of opponent. So if that's the case, then why is why is Notre Dame ranked Number three, considering they've not really played a hard schedule. I mean, I think they play what Stanford. Um, Stanford was iffy. They're not the same Stanford of old. Um, who else? Uh, what they they struggled against Navy and Vanderbilt this year. I mean, come on. Notre Dame clearly doesn't belong in this conversation um, in the top four. And I think this is why we're missing the mark. I would put a UCF in there because UCF has had a two year winning streak. Um, They face Memphis next week. If they can, you know, hang on despite the injury to their quarterback. I think they deserve to be in the playoffs. And this is why I'm saying they should consider either expanding it to six or expanding it to eight. Um, I think six will be a better situation because you can give the first two seeds a bye, and then the uh, three and four seeds are playing in the first round at each other stadium to, to see who gets into the uh, to to face the number one or number two seed, and you do it that way. And I think that'll be better because you'll you're not you know you'll have more variety, you'll have more suspense, and you might even be able to get more parity in the college football. Um, and so I I that's my opinion up from the national perspective and stuff like that. So obviously me being from Virginia, um, I grew up on UVA football. Um UVA played Virginia Tech yesterday and man I was really upset at this game because Virginia did everything they needed to do to win. And let me tell you a little bit of background on Virginia. Uh, UVA has kind of been, they haven't really been a basketball, uh, a football school like that since Mike, uh, t- Mike London took them eight and four. I think it was like 2009 or something like that. That was the last good year they've had. Ever since then, they've, uh, they've had some good years under the new coach, Hall. Um, you know, he's taken them to the uh, to a bowl game the last couple of years, but they've always never been able to get over Virginia Tech. I think they that last time they won against Virginia Tech was 2003. The last time they won in Blacksburg was 1998. I was um, four years old when they won in Blacksburg. So this team had the opportunity to do it this year because Virginia Tech is not as good as people, as they were advertised. A lot of people are screaming for the coach to be fired, and right on cue, UVA makes a A bonehead decision And let me We'll go into some points Of emphasis of My takeaway from the game But they give this game To Virginia Tech They just gave it away they did everything they, they wanted to do to lose this game. And when I looked at the game, I was frustrated because I'm sitting here saying, you have four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Run your offense. That's what I was saying the whole time. Do not play conservative. Do not play not to lose because that's a recipe for a team that has a winning pedigree for so many years to come back. It, when you know how to win, when your program is known for winning, you do not, under any circumstances, play that team to, 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 to not lose because nine times, out of 10, they're going to come back on you, and you're going to lose that game. And that's what happened to UVA. Even when I felt like they were ahead, there was always that gut feeling that said, these guys are, that still have Virginia Tech in their heads, they're going to make a, a dumb decision that gives the ball right back to Virginia Tech, and it, they got they, uh, Virginia Tech... Uh, got UVA off the field In a three and out situation And Virginia Tech was able to march down the field And score the tying touchdown And I said to myself, that's it Because UVA's psyche is gone Those kids played their asses off To be able to be in the situation that they were And I'm sorry for my um, language I don't usually cuss But it's just, it just pisses me off that A team that did everything correctly, did everything that they were supposed to do. Um, The quarterback had a sensational game. Uh, You had had one of the kids, I'm not familiar with his name, but he made a one-handed catch for a touchdown. And yet they still were not able to... Uh, defeat Virginia Tech and in, in a down year Quite frankly A rebuild year for them And that says a lot About programs And you know what It's not just UVA It's a lot of programs That are like that um, You look at Florida State And their rebuild Since um, they lost their coach um, last year, Jimbo Fisher was able to go on a six and zero run in the second half of the season after starting zero and six and get them to a bowl game. This year, they went five and seven. You know, a lot of programs that once were are not anymore. Oklahoma State used to be very, used to be pretty formidable in that conference. I like to call their conference the No Defense because they put up basketball scores in football season. It's like, why are the games seventy six to like forty two? Like, there's no defense. Um, I think that's why the S, the, uh, cap, the committee is not giving the the, the um, Big Ten no love Because it's like, well, these guys definitely don't play no defense And we definitely can't forget to take that conference seriously So if you lose a game, you're basically out Oklahoma um, So we'll see what happens with the rankings and all But I was just very upset with the with the Virginia outcome You don't have a chance to put your uh, your your stamp on a, And break a streak that's lasted 15 years now And you couldn't do it And it's just upsetting Um you know, I'm not one that's called for people's jobs, but I feel like whoever the offensive coordinator is should be fired because you can't play to lose. If your kids are playing their, their, their tails off and you know, um, you, and you still run your offense and they just throw an interception, something unfortunate – Then at least you can walk away saying we remained aggressive and we were able to you know we just lost the game because of a you know once a a once in a while play it happens but that's college football that's kind of like where we sit at as a whole from a national and even the interstate perspective growing up in Charlottesville and and seeing UVA play uh, for a long period of time so we'll see what happens there this season I'm interested to see the conference championships especially Clemson um, especially Ohio State especially the um, Alabama. Georgia game where they'll be having two out of the four teams play each other within the uh, within the conference play so one part one team's gonna fall out if it's Alabama I don't believe they're gonna fall out because let's be honest Alabama uh, playoffs without Alabama is kind of like a death that's a very bold move the committee does that um, I think if you lose Georgia, I think the committee would prefer that because it might give another team a chance. Um, but, you know, pretty much if Notre Dame handles its business tonight, I think they're going to be in good shape to go into the playoffs. You know, I don't think they deserve to. And honestly, I think that they'll they'll they're going to be a major underdog. Now, I'm not going to go on the limb and say, oh, they're going to get blown out if they got to play. If they uh, maintain that third seed. Um I do believe if if, uh, Georgia wins, I think that Notre Dame will go to two, um, being the only uh, um, undefeated team left. Um, And I think if, depending on the matchup, um, you know, they might be able to advance. But I do think if they advance, and I mean, you might as well hang it up. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think if they advance, they'll be playing Clemson um, or whoever the case may be. Um, in the um, playoffs as a whole, but I just don't believe in, in Notre Dame, I don't believe the hype up there. I don't know what it is about the northern schools doing playoffs when they got to play the southern schools. This is like they get blown out. And I mean, I think the Big 12 and like Pac 12 have like the worst bowl records. I think the Big 12 kind of picked it up last year, but traditionally, since I've been watching, the Big 12 has kind of been the step over conference, and the ACC, SEC have kind of been the more the conferences with the most draft picks, uh with the um with the mo- most bowl wins and bowl appearances. So they're dominating as a whole. Um, so it's interesting to see. I saw a couple of the rivalry games. Congratulations and shout out to Vanderbilt for making their first um bowl um in a while. And shout out to my brothers on my moderator Purdue. Um, they made their uh, they got to the six and six mark and qualify for a bowl. So the middle tier teams, the lower tier teams are starting to improve some. And I think that's exciting. Um, I do think once Drew Brees career is up, I think I'm calling this now. I think that Drew Brees is going to be the head coach of Purdue University and he's going to make Purdue f- uh, football great again. I really do believe that. And I think if the if Purdue does go that route, um, then they're going to be the team to beat in the distant future in the Big 12, in my opinion. But Let's see if they do uh, hire that. I wouldn't be surprised because he's a relatable quarterback. He's a quarterback that everybody's grown up on. If you even if you haven't seen Drew Brees, you know Drew Brees. You've heard his name. You know what he's all about in New Orleans. You know his winning attitude. And I think he would make a great coach for the Purdue Boilermakers. That's his alma mater. Um, he went to school during my brother's time, so the early two thousands. And I mean, you look how he's tearing it up at the age of thirty nine. I mean, obviously, I think he may have like he may play until he's like forty, forty one, I believe. But. um We'll see what happens from there, but otherwise, like I said, that's really all I got for the uh, college football. I'm gonna come right back at y'all with some NBA talking just a second, so just sit tight. I'm gonna work on it right now, but this this has been taught that ish the college football edition with your boy D Johnson on the mic. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna have any conference, you know, follow up. We'll see how I feel about that. Um, I know the uh, SEC championships in Atlanta, that will be in my town, my my city, uh, when I go back. So if I feel like talking about it, I'll come on and talk some college football. Elsewise, you might hear a recap of how bowl season is going, honestly, because that's where I, really where I'm at with this uh, college football. I really don't like talking college football. I think that NFL and college football kind of flips back and forth during the regular season for who is the most exciting. And I think this year is the NFL. Um, Now that you have the Browns winning and now that you have a more tougher route it's any given Sunday now versus how it is on Saturday where the ranked teams, the top tier teams, there's been no change of the number one spot throughout the season. No parity, no what ifs, no this team's on a come up, nothing. This has been the same old, same old. But um. Yeah, y'all, that's going to do it for Talk that is for right now. I will be right back in just a second with some NBA hot takes for y'all. I know I promised you that we're on uh, game 20 or 19. So I'm going to give you some reflections about how I feel about some of these teams score-wise and uh, how they did yesterday in the game before we're going to cover all 30 teams. So just sit back, relax. I should come out that with that in the next 20 to 30 minutes. So look for that. Elsewise, sit tight. Love y'all. Stay peaceful out there. It's your boy D. Johnson on the mic taught that ish.